Right now, please welcome author, political analyst, Ralph Mateka. This is Fresh Polytrix. Ralphie. Good morning, good morning, Fresh. Good morning, Boen NG. And uh, a very, very big one to Somizi after him being marinated and roasted. He's a very brave man. Big ups to Somizi. Thank you, Rara. Now, Ralph, the other day we're listening to Mini Mandela talking. And I think a lot of people did a double take when he spoke about not only fighting black poverty, but also addressing white privilege. And the train wasn't late. The train is here. Let's talk about it. I think that uh, uh, Mr. Maimani has been quite bold, and I think uh, he listened to people, you know, he spoke about white privilege and poverty, and uh, I think that it was quite a bold move on his side, because there is no way that the DA can continue to pretend not to hear the outcry of the plight of black people that actually structurally they are having problems, black people, and the DA has to respond to that. Uh, and he has spoken about it. But unfortunately, Fresh, the backlash has been quite severe uh, against my money within the party, where uh, it seems as if there are those within the DA who are not willing to listen to the idea that there is such a thing as a white privilege. And I just don't know which world do they live in, uh, uh, to deny such a blatant fact that we continue to experience on a daily basis. And my money has spoken, and he's having problems within the DA. Very interesting with the fresh is that uh, even the city of Johannesburg Mayor, Hemen Mashawa, came into the fray saying that uh, those who are denying this reality of white privilege, those who are castigating my money, criticizing him, almost reading my money, the riots act, those members of the DA, uh, Mashawa is saying that they live in their own world. And I fully agree. Uh, there are very few things that I agree with Mr. Mashawa on. But on this one, and on this one, Mr. Maimani, I do think it was quite a bold move. They, the DA need to think of where it stands in relation to the plight of black people in particular. You know which other train is never late, Brother Ralph? Yeah. Uh, she's one of my favorite members of parliament, but I might change my mind about Natasha Mazzoni. Because she was on social media talking about my father arrived in this country with nothing and he worked hard to get where he is. So what Natasha is implying that because her dad was a damn good chef, but he was Italian, his hard work and yeah, only his yeah. hard work got him to where he is. So she's implying that if her dad arrived with a black Zimbabwean chef who was probably maybe more talented than her dad was, they would have gotten the same opportunities. And I call bull on that. Exactly, Fresh. I fully agree with you. This is ex this is patronizing, and it is very offensive that uh, people want to say to us, people want to say to even other white people who actually agree that there is this white privilege. People now are saying that uh, the reason why you have such mass poverty among black people, this structural disempowerment, is because those people were just not trying hard enough. I mean, it is, it is an attempt to try to undo history. You, you, you cannot write history where you deny the impact the structural impact that it has had on the opportunities that black people were were, were, were denied or, or afforded in our system. It, 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 it is a travesty, and I think I know where this comes from first. This, this willingness, this uh, ability to be daring and take to the public podium and say that colonialism was actually better, there are those who thrived under colonialism. 
and those who didn't, it's just because they were just not better individual. This comes because people are saying that they are, are, are looking at our current political system and realizing that the ANC leadership has got no credibility. It has got problems of legitimacy because of uh, that decade of corruption and so forth. And people are now saying that because of that, they can now speak and offend people and say that they uh, you know, you are where you are, not because you are black, but just because you are just not the right individual. How patronizing can it get for us? It's really, I also call it bull. And then she carries on about how my dad was a dark man who didn't speak English. A dark man from Italy that doesn't speak English should be afforded more opportunities than a black man that doesn't speak English from Africa. No doubt about it. The, I mean, uh, her dad might have had a tanned skin, whichever way got to be dark, whichever way, not so much of my interest, to be honest with you, but forgetting the structural problems that we have, that if you are white, you are still, uh, 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 even today, fresh, I mean, let's just be honest, when you walk across the street at night, even today, when a black man comes, uh, there is a presumption of crime. Mm-hmm. When a white person comes, uh, you still have that presumption of innocence and so forth. We still have these things that we are living with in our society that we need to be dealing with. And the likes of Natasha Mazzoni, I really, I almost bought her story as a progressive person. I almost did. Same here. But now, after all these things that she has said, it's so disappointing. Yeah. But Ralph, um, back to Musi's um, uh, story, do you think it might be a bit too late for him to come out with such statements when I personally believe he should have done that the first minute he took office as as the leader of the DA. Um, It might be, could it be because the 2019 elections are coming and he's trying to buy the the numbers, especially from the majority? Or do you think this is still the right time for him to, to make such statements about white privilege? I, I, I sympathize with him because, you know, you don't change your party overnight and uh, the DA has got such a conservative element to it that I think he took time mm-hmm. to come out on this. And indeed, there is no doubt that he's looking into 2019 uh, because if you look at it mathematically, there is no way that the DA will be able to increase its electoral base if it does not talk this kind of language, if it doesn't reach out to uh, what they call the black middle class. I mean, we were there during the 2016 general uh, local government election, I mean, I was going around the suburbs, we go around the suburbs, you saw the greater number of white people who showed up and voted for the DA. And for me, there is just more, no more that the DA can squeeze among Mm. the white constituency. They have reached a ceiling. So what is the best way to go about it? They need to rethink about their identity. If they want to grow electorally, they need to genuinely start speaking to black people. And Mm. I think Musi is trying to do that. No doubt there is an intent to gain more elections out of that. But I do think that the conversation, it is indeed long overdue. It has come a little bit late, but we welcome it. The the repercussions, the backlash that seems to be coming out of the DA are just don't understand. Remember, so this is an, an ongoing thing. About a week ago, there was a group within the DA that went into the conference and uh, they actually denied this whole thing of race. They 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 kind of uh, ganged up saying that we are not going to allow any resolution that talks about coming up with quotas and so forth. We will talk about transformation, but we don't want to focus on it to have the question of race. In South Africa, you cannot talk about transformation without talking about the relationship between mm. black and white. You yeah. cannot deny that. Yeah. Ralph, I think let's leave it at that. Um, um, it's safe to say Mini Mandela is on his own. Uh, let's see how he navigates this. <laughs> 
in the, the, the crisis. Ladies and gentlemen, author, political analyst, Ralph Mateka.